Who is Luke Manton? Oh, so, <laughs> I went to like an awful school. I lived on a council estate. There was eight of us in a three bedroom house. My CV would get me in the door, like an application would get me in the door. But the minute they met me, it was like, no, 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 no. Tourette's, fuck off. Makes you want to completely hide and just give up and not have anyone look at you. But is the reason people will literally notice you and look at you. On that day, I'd got home and I then took an overdose and just tried to end my own life because I thought I've got no way of getting out of this. Fucking hell. So I made this video, posted it on LinkedIn and I have been fully booked ever since. I'll, I'll be open and honest about running a company. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it is stressful and it is shit sometimes, but you yeah. just gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Someone's gonna massively fuck up their career taking my advice. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being one of our guests. Thank you for having me. Oh, let's Back get um, straight into it. Who Who is Luke Manton? Oh, so, <laughs> Luke Manton is a 30-year-old business owner. I'm actually 31. I don't know why it's I said 30. I generally <laughs> thought you were younger. You look younger. I'll take that. It's you do. Fil filler, <laughs> Botox, and a good skincare <laughs> routine. Um... So 31 and I own Manton Executives, a virtual PA and marketing agency in Cheltenham. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know, like we used to work together a little bit. We you did. were amazing in the launch of my business and Thank you. it definitely needed some help. <laughs> so I was a one you were very band. busy. Yes, I, was, I wasn't busy, I was overwhelmed, I think <laughs> is the right Drowning. word. Drowning. Drowning. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go back to, um, before we get into the business side back of things, because I'd love to explore that and like the journey um, of, of growing and scaling your business and, and how you found that. But let's go back to kind of childhood. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, what, what joy. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell me, what was it like growing up? So I, don't, I think I have had a very different childhood, fucking hell, from what people expect uh -huh. that I ha 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 had, because now I think I lead a very... Probably very busy middle class lifestyle now, <laughs> now, 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 but back then it was very different. So I didn't have the Tourette's fuck off Tourette's issue as a kid because this didn't start till my mid twenties. But mm -hmm. fuck off. Um, I went to like an awful school. I lived on a council estate. There was eight of us in a three bedroom house, so you can imagine how yeah. busy that would have been. Mm -hmm. um, like my family never had any m m m m money kind of that th thing. Oh, mm. and um, yeah, funnily enough, I remember from from that and the one thing that always stuck in my head was I want so much more than mm -hmm. that th 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 this. Oh, we talk a lot about like, spoke a lot about like cycle breaking with people before. And like, I knew right from the start, even from like so young that that was like, gonna be me me me, me, yeah. me i thought i am not living this life longer than i have mm. to, 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 to to but yeah like and i probably say i wouldn't i don't i'm not one of these people that look back on childhood thinking oh i'd love to do that again i'd love to yeah. go back and absolutely not it's like, like <laughs> it was it's like stressful past, we'll traumatic <laughs> leave it behind and i kind of like like when you're when you're from that type of fat, 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 fat family, mm -hmm. there's things you can't avoid, like the hand-me-down clothes, they're always looking a bit rough kind of thing. Yeah. thing. <laughs> so then that in turn with kids, and kids can oh, fucking out. Oh, kids can be little shits. Like I got bullied so badly mm. at school, 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 the whole way through it, through it, through. So I hated school. The second I got to leave at mm. 16, oh, so back when you didn't have to stay till 18, the second yeah. I got to leave at 16, I was like, I am gone. I'm going to go to work. I don't want to go to college. I don't want to go to uni. Yeah. Like, put me off that much. And yeah, so in a nutshell, that's my so, lanky childhood so left story. Kind of education oh. at 16. What happened <laughs> after that? <laughs> so I had no idea what I wanted to do. do, do, do absolutely none. Yeah. Um, but I was surprisingly good at like blagging my way into things. Okay. So I got talked my way into getting a job at a hotel um and i worked on reception you were supposed to be 18 to do this job at the time right. 
And like, I've always looked younger. So when I was 16, I probably looked younger. I was about <laughs> 12. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Not helped by the fact I am like tall and I'm pretty sure the reception desk came to about here. Yeah. And I Oh, fucking hell. Um, but I kind of was just doing that for a while. Um, never was going to be anything per per permanent, but I was constantly thinking like, yeah. where am I going next? What am I doing next? Like, how am I going to mm -hmm. get out of th th this? Um, I made a few friends in the like hotel industry. They were always like popping to and from, like sharing different bits of like equipment and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then eventually at 18, that led to getting a job at, oosh, um, like a five-star hotel in Ch Ch mm -hmm. Ch 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 Cheltenham. I think I was there for three months and then I blagged my way into um, an event manager position. Okay. I had never managed an event. How old were you at this point? 18. 18 and you were in 18 a and managerial eight. position. Yeah, and that was my first <laughs> first job first job in management, planning weddings for a hotel. And I had never planned an event in my entire life. Were you I was good like, at it? Initially, absolutely not. Okay. But I think that they'd had such a <laughs> such a rough ride with who was in it before <laughs> that I don't think they give a shit. <laughs> but I um I ended up staying in that job for a fair few years. Okay. Um and then that was kind of it. I was like set back off set in the events industry mm -hmm. and yeah I'd always from then on I'd gone from management position to management position never had any management training I was kind of just winging it looking back on myself now as yeah. a manager there are so many ways like <laughs> I would have changed that, <laughs> that, 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 that I was under the impression back then that like you had to be like direct and bossy and professional yeah. like it's so cringy to think when I was like 18, 19, I would think absolutely nothing of shouting at like a 30 year old on my team for like having their phone out, like stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, so cringe. So obviously oh. now in a managerial position, how are you different? What kind of approach do you take? The general overview of the approach is just not to be a massive twat. Like <laughs> that's good advice. That is best advice I've had so far on this podcast. <laughs> because I, I, I can look back and it, it's so oh, fuck off, so cringy how I used to be and so like corporate and just mm. oh, it's just not my vibe whatsoever. Yeah. Now I'm a hundred percent like roll the sleeves up, get involved. Like I would never ask anyone to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Back yeah. then I was like as if I would be taking a bin out, you know what I mean? Can somebody else do that kind of thing? Like, what a knob, come on. But um, yeah, like now it's just like, I'm kind of like in my team with everybody else. Yeah. Like, and I know that sounds cringy and cliche, but it's just how it works. And mm -hmm. it's just the vibe I want. Like I want it to be chill and I want people to be able to be open and like be able to talk. And I know a load of people say, oh, you can't be friends with your team. But I think that's bollocks as well because like I see mm. all of my team outside work. We all go for like drinks. We'll do movie yeah. nights. Like, it's that, there's that phrase like, um, like the company's like a family, and it comes up a lot. I see a lot of posts about it, and people are like, you, you know, Ooh. your team are not like your family. If you treat your team like your family, then Ooh, you're doing something up. wrong. You're a shit boss. You're a shit leader. Yeah. You're a shit, <laughs> shit <out> life. <laughs> do you, you may as well quit. <laughs> give up. What's leave. your opinion on that? Like, do you agree? Disagree? I can see both sides mm -hmm. of it. I get why people would disagree. And I think in certain job roles, you probably need to distance yourself a yeah. bit. In the job role I have and in the company that I have, mm -hmm. it works fine. I see my team more than I see my family, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. we work together every single day. We're, we talk every single day, even mm -hmm. on the weekends. And we get on well. So it is kind of like we have made our own little family. We all know what's going on with each other's lives. We all know each other's like, partners we'll do group things where we'll go out together and so for us it's kind of like relevant but I guess if you don't mm, not like if you don't get on with your <laughs> fuck off balls you don't get on with your team but like do you know I mean like I know some people it's just boundaries. don't have that relationship yeah. and they want the boundaries whereas for me so far and who knows I might le learn my lesson in a few years but yeah. for me so far not having those boundaries has worked yeah perfectly we're still in a position where if i if they think i'm doing something that's irritating they'll mm -hmm. tell me and like what 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 why and we it, do occasionally bicker between us but yeah i think it also helps Ooh. like if you've got a smaller team you can Ooh. kind of get that yeah. community feel i can imagine if you had 20 30 40 people in your team you're not going to have that intimate relationship no. with everyone in your team and, and that's where it could become cliquey and and you kind of need to set boundaries to make it fair that's it because if i say had another 15 
staff. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to keep my core five just coming to my house with their partners. Exactly. <laughs> with that everyone would be a twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be back to being that asshole manager again. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, be- before, because I want to explore, like, the, the business side of stuff and mm-hmm. your, your kind of journey as an entrepreneur. I hate that word, entrepreneur. But yeah, it's cringy. It's a bit cringy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer founder, I think, or just yeah, somebody that's more doing. My vibe. I just, I just do shit. Which one? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I just, I just do bits and bobs for people. I just, you know, a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. I wish I was just. Chilling, yeah, I wish actually. I was just. Chilling. <laughs> but um, going back a little bit, um, when did you discover you had Tourette's, and, and what was Oof. that kind of journey like for you? So this, so. By this point, like career-wise, I was mm. working for um, uh, like a big corporate dental. Yeah. So I had my own practice based in Cheltenham that I was managing. I was overseeing another practice in Gloucester, right. so the next town. Again, this is a job role I was absolutely not was qualified say, to do. But kind of a jump from the the hotel. Oh kind of yeah, thing. I was like, I'll go from event <laughs> management to managing a practice. I was like, how hard can it be? <laughs> Um, my original justification for wanting to make that change was hours working in events you can pretty much write off fuck off every evening and weekend throughout like from probably like March to September you would be working so I kind of wanted to make the change to something more Monday to Friday yeah Um, and yeah so I got this corporate role they were then looking for someone to take over marketing like Mm -hmm. nationally yeah and I was like I can do that of course you can (laughs) (laughs) categorically could not fucking do that but um back off bollocks um yeah so i was just ended up with this weird hybrid job role at um this dental company and i fell for that corporate life like hook line and sinker at the time i was like i was like this is such a vibe like because it had always been kind of like me in these condensed Mm -hmm. events jobs on odd hours i'm like now i'm suddenly being invited to just like a coffee at like midday to just chat about like finances and yeah, like <laughs> uh, and I was completely in on, in on it, and I'd always kind of like had to wear like quite crappy clothes when you're like setting up events and things. Yeah, and, yeah. and now I'm like suddenly having to wear like a suit and stuff like this yeah. to work, and it was just a weird change for me. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of enjoy, enjoy enjoying it. But, um, but during this like period, it was like a stressful jo- jo- job, mostly yeah, because yeah. I didn't have a clue what I was doing initially. <laughs> but um, I was getting like headaches like constantly, and I was like did that typical thing and be like, oh, it'll be fine, mm-hmm. fine, fine, it'll go. Um, and they kind of steadily got worse. And then it was getting to the point where I was having like, pretty much like a nosebleed like, every okay. day. And I was like, they'll be, it'll be fine. It's fine. It, 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 st- <laughs> it stops, I'm busy. Um, uh, yeah, and then it got to the point where I had a com- like a seizure just completely randomly at home at the blue, 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 blue. Mm. After that, I could not keep my head still. I couldn't talk. Wow. anything it was completely random um and yeah brain scans turned out that there was like uh, a growth in my brain and my brain had swelled around it which is what okay. caused the I- 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 issue mm-hmm. ended up causing damage to my brain which left me with oh, at the time they just said like ticks and like something else mm-hmm. so to start with there was no mention of Tourette, Tourette's I had steadily got talking again I had no um, no vocal tics at this point, right. um, but I had a stammer and it okay. was so bad. Every single word, it would take me so long to get a fucking mm. sentence out. It was infuriating. Looking back on it now, it's probably the most irritating part of the whole, whole situation. Yeah. Um, and I think from that initial like st- st- stage, it was probably, it wasn't until about like mm. two months after that like vocal tics start, 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 started. Yeah. Um, which was completely random because I, the way I explain it is like, it's like I'm hearing somebody else say it. Like, it's not the same sensation as thinking of fuck you bollocks of thinking something and then saying it. It's yeah. like, it's like, I, it's like you're hearing me say it, for example, like yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. like, I don't move my mouth that way to say it. I don't think of what's coming out. Like yeah. I am as surprised by what I say as everybody else. So it was like a weird thing for me, 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 me to get used to. And I was suddenly like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, how is this like? A thing. How old were you at this point? I think twenty six. Wow. Okay. So, so I'd had like a whole normal yeah, life, yeah. Like, 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 life before, before this, and then suddenly I can't talk and all of this mm. weird shit. But um, 
yeah, it was just, a, it was like a really, really odd t- t- time. And it's hard to think about how I felt then yeah. because there was just so much going on. Yeah. I think I probably now just like shut that off. And I'm like, we'll ignore that part, part, part. Yeah. But um, like to get a Tourette's diagnosis, you need, you need the selection of ticks every day for right. 12 months. Okay. Which is such a weird old school yeah, backwards gonna, way of yeah. doing it. But that's just the process. So until you have that, you essentially have no protection around having a disability right. because it's just ticks. Um, and I was still holding out hope that because it was, wasn't anything like Tourette's, which is a permanent neurological condition, mm-hmm. that it was going to be like reversible or it would just go. Naturally, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, completely, completely changed my life. I was like a shell of myself after this. I used to be absolutely fuming because I was like, then I tried to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Did not work out well for me. Um, I was like invited to leave as they said, 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 said it. But I, I used to be so angry about that, but now I can completely see why. It wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily the ticks, for example, right. it was like the a- yeah. attitude. I hated being outside. I hated being around people. I was then quiet. I was like depressed. I was down. Like yeah. one of my team could have set the practice on fire and I probably would have been like, oh well, someone else can <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> like I completely just shut off from everything. And then, yeah, from then I just cut ties with pretty much everything. Didn't go out, didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, mainly a confidence oh, thing? Was it out of frustration? I think it was like a combination of everything. I don't think I've ever been so... Like, I, I, it's a weird thing to describe. I absolutely hated myself at the time mm. because there was something I couldn't fit, 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 fix. It cost me my career, which to me was such a big deal because I'd worked yeah. so hard to get out of that lifestyle that I had Break as a kid. Cycle, yeah, like and says. I just thought, I've just absolutely fucked it and now I'm going to be like stuck doing this. And there was no help whatsoever to like get work or to get out of it or like therapy or whatever and obviously the nhs is so overstretched yeah. as it is as that it is, like yeah. just because someone in their mid-20s has a few ticks and no confidence like you're not exactly high on the priority list you know what i mean, yeah. mean, mean, mean? but um yeah i just kind of like shut off from all of it and i hated absolutely everything i was so depressed god knows how george managed to put up with me throughout <laughs> the time because i couldn't stand like I couldn't stand being around anyone I would cry constantly I was an absolute mess um I did decide eventually like I was like I need to get back into like work so I applied for anything and everything and my CV would get me in the door like an application would get me in the door but the minute they met me it was like no 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 oh fucking hell um because like today's quite a good tick day but like on these days when it was like bad and i had no way of like even remotely controlling anything it was probably every other way we're fucking hell um and i say like companies will preach for equality and diversity until i'm telling their clients to fuck off do you know what i mean <laughs> me, 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 me. but um yeah it just it was like hit after hit and now mm-hmm. i was kind of stuck in this position where i had um no income, no job, no like career, um, zero confidence. And I was a fucking mess to be fair. <laughs> and I think like it got so bad. I was trying to like explain to people before, like how bad it makes you feel like Tourette's fuck off. makes you want to completely hide and just give up and not have anyone look at you. But is the reason people will literally notice you and look at you. Like, I even stopped going like to the supermarket, for example, I hated people like staring at me. Like I wouldn't answer the door for a delivery, like mm-hmm. uh, like anything like that. I was just completely away from it all. But I put all of my effort into trying to find a job. And I thought, oh, cause like pre COVID as well, where working from home wasn't really a massive thing, yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- thing. I thought I just need something I can do that is like not, not around anyone else. Yeah. And I'd had so many no's that, <laughs> I kind of thought, what the fuck am I supposed to do? do, do, do? What were, when you were applying for these jobs, mm-hmm. and what was, and, and you got through the first door, what was the feedback when 
You're oh God, no. So I had every excuse you can imagine. It would be dangerous. I would be too distracting. Like people did not give a shit about yeah. telling me to my face that wow, okay. the ticks were an issue. The worst I had, and I think I wrote about it before and I called it like the, the four minute interview, had an interview that I'd passed like aptitude tests for and yeah. stuff. Oh, it was a job I really want. What, 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 wanted. weirdly was actually qualified for this one. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, back in hell. And I got invited to an interview and I'd bypassed the first stage already based on the aptitude test and mm-hmm. application. So I was like, oh, vibes. I was like, this is it. Yeah. Then thought, oh shit, I actually didn't put in any place that I had Tourette's, but I was like, it'll be fine. So <laughs> interview was booked <laughs> for an hour and a half with four of the, <laughs> fuck off, cunts, four of the, about right, directors. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, 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 I met the receptionist i'm pretty sure she thought i was like on meth or something when i first went in there <laughs> okay. because she was like probably pretty close to like kicking me out um <laughs> fucking hell but she was like weirdly rude like right from the off walked me into the room stayed in there and then spoke spoke about me and told them about my conditions and condition and noise like while i'm still stood there wow so then i tried to introduce myself and they just like my interview pack was literally on the table with my name like printed on mm. it. They then had a conversation in front of me about me and wow. just told me there and then that oh, sh- I wouldn't be suitable for that position, but thank you for like even in. before you've done but I literally hadn't answered a single interview question. Like, I was in there for out that hour and a wow. half, I was in there for like four minutes. And they sent me out. I don't think I've ever felt that bad about something in my entire life. I, I can Im- well, I can't imagine, but in terms Oosh. of the confidence aspect, mm-hmm. and and that's what you're kind of experiencing. How yeah. how do you go away from an experience like that, and then rebuild that confidence to go at it again? So th- this this particular day was the end of a very very long string of mm-hmm. me trying to get somewhere and get a knock back, and I think this had been so blatant and so obvious that I knew. Like you couldn't mistake what the reason what what, what, yeah. what was. Do you know what I mean? Like they literally told me to my face. Um, so this was probably the darkest it got because this on that day I'd got home and I then took an overdose and just tried to end my own life because I thought I've got no way of getting out of the, the, this. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, no, like there's no cure. Like I can't do anything. And I think fuck me if I'm got, if I've got to this point where oh, you're qualified for this job, you can do this, it'll be great, blah, blah, blah. But then they see you and they're like, actually, but because of that, no, you're not for us. I thought, how many times am I going to do this? And I just thought, I can't do it anymore. And I was absolutely like, I felt absolutely hopeless at the time. It wasn't until after that, that that was where it kind of came from, the drive that I thought, that I saw the impact it had on George, my family, my friends. I thought, you know what, I am never going to let myself or let anyone else get me to that point where I feel that bad again. And it was so slowly to build the confidence, but I thought I'm going to have to find a way Mm -hmm. around, oh, fuck off, around finding work. And I had no idea what Mm -hmm. I was going to do, but I literally thought, (laughs) fuck no, I'm going to do something. (laughs) There's a pattern here. I'm just going to wing it. We'll just wing it and see Welcome to my life. Um, Yeah, like, I, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I thought yeah. I'm going to do something. And that, that was, that was the turning point for me. And to be fair, I don't know if if I hadn't had that experience and it hadn't gone that far and I hadn't seen the impact that my actions had had, I don't know what I would be doing now. I don't know if yeah. it would be, if it would be, if I'd be doing the same, if I'd be doing like a different version, if I'd be yeah. working for someone else. Um, but like when I decided what I was going to do, like virtual personal assistants initially, I only picked that based on the fact that I could work from home and I wouldn't have to speak to anyone. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> but that was like the very, very start of slowly building mm-hmm. confidence. Yeah. I get, I get, I get again. My confidence was still super low when I started doing what I was doing, but it was such a massive improvement on where I was, say like three months before that, 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 yeah. that, that, that. that. So you've decided Back to on. kind of go down this route, which again is mm-hmm. a bit of a, a, a twist in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as always. <laughs> as always. How did you get started in like, uh, what is, well, I assume it was a brand new industry to you. I literally didn't even know what it was a week before I decided to be one. I, 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 I kind of love that energy though, because I think it's so important. I go into universities and I speak to kind of a lot of students. And when I talk about my career and kind of how I've pivoted from like a geography degree to mm -hmm. marketing and personal branding, they're like, they're not mind blown. And I'm yeah. like, you don't have to stick in a degree that you studied for three years because you didn't know what else to do and then stick it in that thing for the rest oh, of your life. And so I think it's quite refreshing for you to say, you know, I tried this, I did this, did this, didn't work out found this new thing that yeah. I had probably kind of no like set qualifications for quote unquote. But so much is like transferable. And I think that's exactly. where people where people mess up. Like yeah. they think I can only do this. Like I forgot to mention, but I actually during working as an event manager, I went to uni and I did an events yeah. degree like alongside it and around it. But like I knew full well that yeah, the, the, degree, the degree was in events, which Let's be fair. <laughs> what was the point? But like, I thought I'm never going, I'm not staying in this industry. Mm. Like I knew full well, I wasn't going to stay in that industry, but I thought so many of the skills are transferable. Like, and weirdly, like I use a lot of the skills I had then, like I mm. use them now, but yeah, it literally was by chance. <laughs> fuck you dickheads, bitch. By chance that I found what a virtual personal assistant was just on google when i was like searching things like yeah. i think i was like page like 15 on google search i'm like all these different <laughs> jobs of like <laughs> you know you're in deep like, when you're on page yeah. 15 <laughs> i was like deep diving into what i could do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just thought i've i've got the skills to do this i'll crack 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 on yeah. made my Oh, so there was like loads of courses as well on offer for like how to do this, how to yeah, be yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. And there was one that was like, I think 450 pounds and they would like give you your first three clients. Like that kind of okay. like, I felt for that bullshit Instagram ad essentially. Right, okay. yeah. um, so George actually paid it for me because mm. I had no income at this point whatsoever. Just to clarify, um, George is your partner. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, I don't have like a sugar daddy called George or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I started that course and as I was like looking through it, it was just that typical thing of like kind of like a reflection of my entire career. I thought, like, this is bullshit. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I don't need somebody else to tell me like I'll mm -hmm. do it. So I um, registered my business name. I made my own logo on Canva. Well, it makes me feel like actually sick. Have you got, have you still got like- I uh, have a You're going to have to send it so I, I can <laughs> put it in this podcast. <laughs> we need a little pop-up. Honestly, it is. It's- so I, I was kind of going with like the most corporate vibe I could think of, okay. which is how I ended up with the company name Mountain Executives anyway, because I just thought, could it sound more corporate? Like <laughs> now it's kind of like a complete different vibe. But I made my own website on Wix, which pretty much had no images yeah. except stock images. Was probably about, if you took all the wording out and put it on paper, would have probably been about 12 sheets of A4. Like wow. so much wording. Like... It was like text. It was like reading an oh essay. God. But I kind of made tried to make it as professional and corporate and dull as possible because I thought that's what people want. Yeah. Um, and I started started just like telling people about it like really slowly. Like mm -hmm. I never had much of a presence on LinkedIn ever. Um, uh, and yeah, I like posted about it a few times and I got some transcription clients, which, oh, fucking hell. Like I was so appreciative of the work, mm. but I will never transcribe another <laughs> meeting, podcast, recording, disciplinary hearing, anything. I will never do it again. It was so, so stressful, like, and so long. <laughs> so I can read something and if I tick in the middle of it, it knocks yeah. my train of thought okay. off. So trying to transcribe mm. four people talking while ticking yeah, <laughs> at the I, same time. <laughs> and I was massively underquoting my work as well because I thought, like this might have taken me like nine hours because yeah. of ticks, but if I didn't have ticks, it would have taken me four, for example. So I was like, I'll just cut off that five hours and we'll just charge wow, the four. Okay. So I was like doing things like this. And then I thought I want more clients doing other things. So <laughs> Leah Turner was like yeah. kind of growing on LinkedIn at this point. Yeah. And I messaged her just by chance and like um, she replied. And I remember thinking like, oh, it's odd that she'd reply to me. 
but we got chat, 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 chatting, and she was like, oh yeah, I used to do transcription. I still do it on the side. Like she had a, a PA that took over that side of the, the, mm. the, the, the things. Um, and yeah, she was like, oh, I've got a job that you might need help with. I might need help with. Can I give you a call? And I was thinking like, shit, how am I going to get out of this phone call? Because none of my clients that I had knew I had Tourette's. I'd managed to right, gain okay. these clients without wow. mentioning it, ever saying it or ever meeting them or chatting to them other than email. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking for ages. I remember pacing in my lounge talking to George, like, how am I going to get out of this fucking phone call? Like, oh, fucking hell. Although I can't hold things in that long. So I very, very nearly cancelled the call with Leah. And then I was mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, but then I just told her I had Tourette's. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, this is the most natural thing in the world for her to hit, 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 We had this call, had a chat about, about, about it. And then that was it. We've literally spoken, I think, every single day since, 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 since. And that was probably about nearly three years ago. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> maybe a little longer one conversation one conversation um and about a week later we were chatting and leah was like you need to oh sh-. she's like i think you should be yourself and tell people about Tourette's. she was like tell them what you've told me like educate them on it <laughs> fucking hell so i made like a video that was like one minute and three seconds long i think that th- yeah. th- th- think and worst bloody camera angle ever i was filming like here <laughs> i still watch it now and i'm like oh jesus like lift um fucking hell so i made this video posted it on linkedin and i have been fully booked ever since ever since that video post like my inbox flooded and i've been fully booked for the waitlist ever since wow. so like people really really responded to it and that whole process then of writing posts, making videos, mm-hmm. sharing, oh, fuck off, sharing the ins and outs of Tourette's has changed my life entirely because the confidence is exactly back where it used to be. be, 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 be. Mm. Like my business is going well. I'm getting to meet people like almost daily, like new people. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's all from like, if I'd have never done that, like, I don't know what would have happened. I'd probably still be transcribing and doing things that are absolutely mind-numbing like that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think there's so much power. So we've had Leah on the podcast and she also talked about the power of just kind of showing up mm-hmm. as, as yourself and Ooh. giving no fucks about kind of what other people will think or yeah. an aspect of your identity that isn't the norm, especially on like a pl- oh, fuck, corporate yeah. platform like yeah. LinkedIn as well. So I think it's really refreshing to see people just turn up, rock up and be like, this is me, like it or lump it. Yeah. And obviously it worked very well for you. Thank God. <laughs> if, I'd have, if I'd have got one negative comment, I think I would have been like, absolutely not doing this. But it was like a, a, an absolute game changer for me. And I genuinely could not thank Leah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about it all the time. She completely shrugs it off because I know she gets emotional <laughs> about it. And she's like, oh no, it was nothing to do with me. It was all you. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> we, we love Leah. We love, we she's do. great. Um, so, so, so that happened, that video kind of blew yeah. up. Then oh. how from that one video to today where you've got like a team around you, mm-hmm. you've got an established brand. Talk me through that intermediary phase. Like, how did you scale that that brand visibility ultimately oh, and turn it into a valid business? So I, I kind of like during these videos would wear like brighter colors, mm-hmm. and it one it was one comment um, on a video, and I can't remember which one, but the, weirdly, the, or, or who said it, but the comment stuck with me, and it was like the way you look doesn't match your website, and I remember yes. thinking like, oh. Yeah, that's right, 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 right. It doesn't. So I was kind of like having a look around and like, this was when it was still just me. Yeah. Like still just me. In the was team. this still the website with loads of text? Okay. <laughs> it was so bad. But because every all the leads were coming through like LinkedIn and things, yeah. like I just almost like forgot about the website. It just yeah. became a thing that I had. It wasn't until people were like, oh, can we see the website? I'd be like, oh, well, you could, but I'd prefer you didn't. <laughs> um and I was like kind of looking through all these other websites and I thought, you know what? I want it to be like brighter. Mm-hmm. And I decided on like pit, 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 pink. And I think I got, so I had the, oh yeah, I had the logo made first. And the logo's actually taken letters from my signature. I'd oh, signed wow. the form and the designer took the um, the M and the E. I didn't from know my, that. Yeah. I love that. So he took the, so it's literally my, my signature as well. 
the M and the E are from and then kind of made it so into cool. this like pink, uh, pink and purple like 3D logo. And then ba based off the brand pack that they'd also done, I had the website made and it was just so much fresher, so much more fun. And I kind of had, was at that point then where I thought, you know what, I don't mind showing people this. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Fabric, a marketing training academy that runs a world-leading master strategy program for marketers looking to excel in their careers. The program teaches you frameworks that have been used by global brands and coaches you how to build a live marketing strategy in just 12 weeks. Now, I personally know many people who have completed Fabric's program and who have benefited directly from getting promotions and accessing dream job roles to accessing increased marketing budgets and gaining a confidence to excel in their careers. Fabric is kindly offering listeners of this podcast 10% off their program so you can secure your place on it. For more information, check out the link in the bio. Use code REBELS10 in all capitals to claim the offer. And I thought that was a massive turning point because I thought it's so me. Whereas before mm. I wouldn't have thought anything of like, oh yeah, I've got a shit website, but you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. Look at it if you want, but now I kind of had something I kind of wanted people to see. I'm like, oh, this is it. And it completely tied in with the image. Um, so I was getting like, once I like started to share it more, talk about it more, oh, fuck off, dickheads, bitch. I was getting more inquiries and I thought, I don't want to keep turning people down or adding them to a wait list. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna employ someone. Made the ultimate mistake initially of employing family. I hired my sister. <sighs> Did not go well for me. <laughs> me. Sorry if your sister's watching this. <laughs> oh, she knows. She knows she was not the one for that position. Um, and people ask now, they're like, oh, is there any like animosity between you two? two, two? Was it awkward? Absolutely not. Like it's still all chill vibes. She knew she was absolutely shocking at that job. So drag her. Yeah. <laughs> drag her. <laughs> but it is the running family joke that I did fire mm. my sister. So <laughs> Um, so then I kind of thought like, right, I didn't want to hire someone completely random. I want someone that I want to work with. Um, because I had all the, all these clients just waiting. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'd sent some to other people, but I thought I kind of want, want someone else. Like I want to work with someone else. Like yeah. now I'd got kind of grown in confidence and thought I don't want to hide away. It kind of would be nice to share the experience mm -hmm. with someone and working on your own is fucking boring. Like when you do it for like. I think I'd probably done it for about a year and a mm -hmm. half by this point. Wow, okay. And I thought, like, yeah. I I can bitch and moan at jo uh, George about my job. Poor um, George. <laughs> <laughs> but I need someone who, like, gets gets it and understands yeah. and can, like, help and support. <laughs> Completely. Um, so I actually used to work with Katie. We did a temp job together mm. years and years ago. Um, and just by chance messaged her, I was like, Hey, I was like, I hope you're okay. Do you hate your job? Um, <laughs> Do you want to work with me? <laughs> and we were like, we, we, we'd we always been good fr 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 friends. And she thought I was joking at first. And she was like, yeah. oh, I would love to. I was like, well, let's just do it. And we did. And Katie's been with me like ever since. Um, and then, yeah, same thing happened. We'd kind of just kept, kept going, yeah. kept growing, had more people added to the waiting list. Then we brought in Jane. And originally with, before just before we brought in, Jane, Katie, and I were working from home. It was completely virtual, yeah. um, and then we had a big, a, a big project where, <laughs> fuck off, we had to build a course for a client. So we spent three weeks working together at my house, and at the end of that three weeks, I was like thinking, I didn't say anything at the time. Mm. I was thinking like, oh, I kind of don't want to go back to working on my own. Like I like having Katie here. Yeah. And then she said to me, she was like, I know that she was like, I don't want this to sound bad. She was like, but can I just come back here next week? She was like, because. I can't have been working with house it. Yeah, just... too So I had an office in my house. So when we decided we were going to hire the next person, which turned out to be Jane, I was mm. like, let's, like, I'm impulsive anyway, but I was like, let's have a look at a few offices in Cheltenham. This was on the Wednesday. By Friday, I heard, sign the lease and we're moving in on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> my commitment so, issues could not. <laughs> um... And yeah, then we did, we did actually did interviews in the new office when we had, the, I think there was a desk and three <laughs> chairs in there. That was it, absolutely nothing else in this huge yeah. space. I was like, it's fine. It's like a vibe. We'll just reassure them that <laughs> there the will be, there will be furniture when they, when they work there. Um, 
And yeah, like ever, like the same things happen again. We just keep building, growing, hired someone new. We've now moved offices to like mm -hmm. a nicer office, a bigger office, and it's yeah. kind of just growing. And I think we could technically do the same again, yeah. <laughs> again but I think I need a little break. A little bit of stability. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing though, that the, the kind of transformation. Mm -hmm. I know that's like a bit of a, a cringy word, like the transformation, but you, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you, you have had that like I can't think of a better way, way to describe it not just in your business but also Oof. like your confidence and Oof, fucking hell. Yeah. I obviously didn't know you in that time period mm -hmm. when it wasn't great and obviously I know you now from, from speaking to you working with you seeing you online like I can't even imagine like you me being that different yeah be, being it's that hard, different or not having that confidence to kind of come out as, as, as authentically you mm -hmm. so that's amazing to see um, and also with LinkedIn, because again, recurring theme for, for myself, for quite a few of our guests, is oh, LinkedIn's been like a real game changer. Mm -hmm. um, in what way would you say it's helped help your business? So not only has it been the perfect platform for me to kind of like unintentionally spread my business and what I do, do, yeah. do, do, do it's kind of been perfect for me to teach people about what what Tourette's is and in turn grow and cock 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 confidence yeah. and I know that sounds a bit cringy but that kind of change in confidence has allowed me to do so much more mm. business what 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 wise like now I'm I, I've done I've done like I spoke at like international conferences and stuff like that and like it's all kind of like they've then advertised my business for me and things and mm. I thought if I didn't have LinkedIn to like kind of build that confidence mm. and be that like integral part of like the overall plan then I like I never would have done yeah. it and it's odd to think I literally used to say LinkedIn was like the shit version of Facebook I'm pretty sure <laughs> I actually actually wrote that uh wrote that as a Facebook status once wow we um, all wrote some dodgy Facebook statuses <laughs> doing back in the day <laughs> no I, I think like again with previous guests oh. you've talked about how trans formative it mm -hmm. can be as, as yeah. a platform how fast it's changed as well in the last even in the last six months alone the Absolutely. platform has grown so much but with that as platforms increase in popularity and also on top of that the platform changes Ooh. and the demographic of people and what Ooh. the freedoms people think they have on a platform yeah. like that that also changes and the rule book kind of goes out of the window how's your experience been with that because showing up as yourself oh, and being quite I'd say disruptive to a corporate professional yeah. platform I imagine that ruffled a few feathers it did and I definitely ruffled a few feathers before for 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 and people like what surprises me there is when you get fucking corporate Colin who's stuck in this job corporate Colin yeah. Leah literally used the exact same <laughs> phrase on her episode it's our it's our like it's our like LinkedIn polite way of saying massive twat yeah um <laughs> <laughs> but like I'll get people calling me out and like people are right that like you're not suited to be um you're not suited to be in a professional environment fucking hell bollocks cunt like I don't want to see this I don't want to hear this and quite frankly like I'm confident enough in myself to like genuinely not give a shit mm -hmm. like this is the way business is going business is being run run by real people and yeah. people are happy like, and I, I, I think that's what the biggest change has been on LinkedIn in the last six months mm -hmm. like people are being more authentic showing up as themselves and it's kind of nice to see that normal people this isn't just like gray suits head down dedicated normal people can run a company like mm. I'll, I'll be open and honest about running a company like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing yeah. i still have days where i'm like what the fuck is this or I like google about 15 things in one day yeah like and there's still things i don't know and i don't proclaim to know it all like yeah it's working i'm probably i probably could be doing <laughs> things better and mm -hmm. I'll get there but it's kind of nice to know that like real people are running these companies so all that kind of negative stuff aside and rustling, rustling mm -hmm. feathers like <sighs> I give shit I think it's so comforting <laughs> also when like you hear other business owners speak about the fact that actually I don't really know what I'm doing because yeah. for me when I first started I genuinely didn't have a fucking clue <laughs> like what Fiona, Fiona Bradley, um, one of my friends at the time, became like an unofficial mentor. She mm -hmm. was like, sure, like if you don't register your business, you're gonna break the law. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. Please yeah. help me. <laughs> like I don't know how to pay ta like taxes or anything. 
someone help me and i and i was like at the beginning just i had a service which is probably kind of what you thought at the time like you you could do the job that people needed doing yeah but that's very different to running a business to provide that service yeah i feel like a lot of people don't make that distinction and think it's going to be such an easy jump like if i can do social media marketing well then that doesn't necessarily mean you can automatically run a social media agency or hiring people finances doing your accounts like your own marketing, your own planning, your own strategy. Like I still don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> Genuinely, like I'm I'm good at what I'm good at, but mm. I am not afraid to admit when there's something I don't know. Yeah. I genuinely ask someone for help. Like I probably say, like whisper what the fuck to myself about a mm. hundred times a day. Because things come up every day and it's not like, it's not like a, oh, um, Every now and then I think, oh, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like things happen every day. We were, I think we've got about, I think it's probably about 56 clients that we do different things for. Wow, that's a lot of so, clients. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now there's constantly like, there's constantly like platforms and things that I'm not using. So, mm. but we'll just work it out. Like you cannot know everything. And like, that's the actual job. But then on the flip side, that business, like I have such a good accountant. I have like a business mentor. I have Leah who I, pretty much truly as ear off, ear off daily yeah. because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But it's going well. And I think if you're good at what you're good at and you're willing to learn the rest of it, like you can do it. Like it's not impossible. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice for any like young people. Oh, I say young people as if I'm like ancient, but I feel like my business has aged me by yeah. like 10 bloody years. <laughs> um, internally, 65. <laughs> yeah, internally I'm ready to retire. <laughs> Um, but no I think that's really good advice because a lot of people like even reach out to me or um, like people in my network and ask like how did you do it like what what did you do what what's like this process and I'm like there isn't one yeah there there literally isn't a process (laughs) I quit my job I announced I was going freelance on LinkedIn I started posting a lot of shit I was probably posting a lot of shit content at the time as well we've all been there um <laughs> and like my my service is content as well and i was like some of my content was shit like but you but if you don't do it if you don't actually put mm-hmm. yourself out there then it's never going to get any better yeah and then when you create obviously great case studies and deliver results it just has like a snowball effect and suddenly you wake up one day and you're like oh this is this is fun i don't know how i got here but i'm here now <laughs> so it's a vibe <laughs> but when I, I find this as well like a lot of people ask you like oh what is the what is the journey? What's the steps you've taken? Yeah. And it is like the reality of it is, unless you have someone guiding you every step of the way, it is just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like I've done things that haven't worked, and I've just changed and done something else. Yeah, but I didn't have someone for the whole thing to just tell me you need to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. like you just have to work it out, and it is stressful and it is shit sometimes, but. You yeah. just gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do. I feel like this is great for advice. It's a vibe. Just go for yeah. it. <laughs> do what you gotta do. <laughs> Someone's gonna massively fuck up their career taking their advice. <laughs> what would you say has been like the biggest thing you've learned in the in the entire process? Funnily enough, I've learned that I'm capable of doing a lot more than I would have given myself credit for, for, mm-hmm. for, for, like even now talking about my old job roles, I did well, but I was still like, oh, I wasn't qualified for them. Probably wasn't yeah. the best at them. In reality, if I was as bad as I thought I was at the time, I would have been fired. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I learn quickly and I'm capable. And if I wasn't any good at my job, I wouldn't have clients that I've had for over two and a half years. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I've, I've still got a set of four of my original clients from the first time I made that LinkedIn video to now, and I've still got the same ones. That's insane. That's actually mad. It's crazy, isn't it? But like, I think, yeah, that's probably my biggest lesson. I'm a lot more capable than I give myself Mm -hmm. fucking hell credit for. Yeah. Also, a bit bit of a a jump, a segue here. Mm -hmm. Um, You're also on the TV, on the the television. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us about how, how all that came about. So I was, I was a guest on the Waffle Shop podcast and we were talking about ticks and things. And I said, um, which people find odd. Um, I said, I don't tick when I sing. Right. And I said, it would be a cute story if I didn't sound shit when I sang. Um, a producer then messaged me from this TV show, um, 
anyone can sing. Mm-hmm. Sky Arts, watch it. <laughs> and they were like, we're, we're taking people who can't sit, 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 sing um, and teaching them to sing. Originally, yeah. it was going to be anyone can sing country. And I was like, uh. like, mm. <laughs> to, me, to me, I think I do quite like country music. I'm not allowed to play it in the office though, because it irritates the girls. But <laughs> but I thought, oh, do you know what? It might be quite fun, 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 fun. Um, at first I was like, absolutely not. But then with some talking to from these producers, they were like, yeah, meet us and we will. It then changed to anyone can sing opera, which for me, opera is like the exact opposite of anything I'm into. I would listen yeah, to yeah, just yeah. not my vibe, but went along to this day, 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 day had the weirdest experience. And then I'd never sang in front of anyone. I'd never done karaoke. Keep in mind, my confidence had only just kind of like, got back to where mm-hmm. it needed to be. And I had to walk into this huge room with, I think it worked out there were 22 people in the room. And I had to step onto the stage and sing a song that they'd assigned me like three days before. Like, no, back in music, just a microphone, just me. How was that? <laughs> I think if I could, if I had left the show at that point and not done anything else, mm-hmm. like it would have genuinely been worth it because like I thought, oh. I would have never done this, let alone like when I was struggling with the, oh, struggling with ticks and Tourette's and stuff. Even before that, I thought I would have never done it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just was that point of like showing me how far I'd got. And then, yeah, it was performance after performance. And I think, so I did the, sang the national anthem at the start of the NFL game with Catherine Jenkins in front of... Oh, I just Let me just pick up that name <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> 63 and a half thousand people in the stadium and it was broadcast live. That and then I amazing. sang at the London Coliseum. So you can sing. You can sing now. I can but sing maybe opera. Maybe you could <laughs> To be with, 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 with me, I think it was more of a thing as well of like, wouldn't sing rather than couldn't yeah. sing, which mm-hmm. is what they kept saying to me and it was kind of like, uh, like pushing me to admit yeah, that you yeah. could sing. And they were like, that confidence all, I still wouldn't say I'm the best singer, but mm-hmm. I can hold a note. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to make you <laughs> sing for me. <laughs> Amazing. Like, again, like from the, the, the person Oof. you described and like the lack of confidence mm-hmm. and then singing in front of that many people and the we- weirdest experience of my life. It's amazing. Would you want to do more of that in the future? I think I think I actually would. would, 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 would. Like a surprisingly large amount of work goes into filming a TV show like that. Mm. That I definitely underestimated the amount of effort and work I would need to put in. But yeah. I, I think I would do something mm. like that. I get, get, get again. You just get the opportunity to do things that you would never get to do. Like I'm literally walking on the pitch to launch an NFL ga- game with yeah. Catherine Jenkins. I'm about to sing in front of like thousands of people. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when would that ever happen <laughs> to a normal person? And even after that for like the game and things for like the NFL, we then given like the sky box to like mm-hmm. watch from and things. And it was just the weirdest experience. But yeah, I would definitely do something like that again. It's just, uh, it's absolutely worth it for the experiences you get. Mm-hmm. And George was a keeper person in that entire process, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like part of this, the the thing, the like the narrative they made for me around the show. Yeah. Which I get was kind of based off what I said. Like it's still they've definitely taken yeah. like creative, yeah, right? <laughs> creative license with it was that I wanted to sing to George, George, George. Uh-huh. Because George can sing incredibly well and I was kind of like Who's better? Well now I'd have to say me. But, <laughs> Uh, no, George could always sing incredibly well, and I kind of wanted to, um, wanted to just do something for him, and like, mm-hmm. and they kind of like took this, took the story and ran with it, and oh, we did this proposal thing, and it was so cringy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was cute, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was sweet. But I think if I could have done one bit differently, it probably would have been like I would have just toned that down <laughs> slightly. <laughs> but. Yeah, you have to, I think when you do anything TV wise, and I've done different interviews for shows since, yeah. and I've had a few requests for different shows, I think you have to be so careful with what they're like, what they're going to do with that like creative license they're given, because it's, 
The other thing about that TV show as well, which is probably why I'm like, there's always like a little twinge of negativity. Bollocks, shit. Um, they and people don't actually realize until I point out they actually edited out all of my ticks, every single one. Oh Boosh. wow, really? Yeah. So there's a lot of points where people are talking and I don't say a word in it, but I'm in the background, and it's because they've just cropped me. It's not like dipped or beeped. Fucking hell, it's just just cut. Cut. How how does that make you feel? At the time, I was so angry, and mm -hmm. like I get why they did it, but. If the show was more popular, I probably would have been more bothered, but nobody yeah. really watched <laughs> <laughs> So, who wins? Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love this show. Like, brutal honesty. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I think if, uh, if I didn't have the level of confidence I had, I probably would be bothered by that. Mm -hmm. Kind of ties into this narrative around, like, um, getting people to fit a certain mould and fit a certain box. That's never going to be me. And if they want to put, they want to, push this fake persona of what it's really like to have Tourette's, which is kind of what I wanted to show, then yeah. them, I'll just find a way to undo it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the power of like your brand, I guess. Like you're in control of what you share online. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you do that on LinkedIn quite a bit, um, yeah. as, as you mentioned. And I think there's so much power in that, whether whatever is part of your identity, you know, whatever makes you different, but actually sh shining a light on that instead of trying to conceal it and yeah. fit in with the crowd because there's so much power in that. Like I look at other creators on any social media platform now and I think people really crave like, again, the word authentic is a bit like, ugh, I feel a bit weird saying that word because it's overused, it's a bit oh. of a buzzword. But before it was like aspirational influencers, right? Everybody mm -hmm. would follow people they wanted to be like, but Ooh, deep him. down knew they couldn't be like, yeah. right? And now people like love creators who are just, are just so relatable mm -hmm. or they're just honest and they're just like, fucking you know, just say it how it is. Yeah. I think you kind of fit into that category where you not only like entertain people through the way you write and, and talk, but also like people can actually Ooh. learn a lot. Like I have learned so much about threats just through you. Ooh. Which is insane when you think about it, like, I didn't really know fully what it was apart from the stereotypes or, like, yeah. the, the... The movie Tourette's. The movie Tourette's <laughs> or what you see on TV or, or like, that really poor, very oh, kind of problematic representation. Yeah. So is, I'm assuming oh, that's something that you're really conscious about mm -hmm. whenever you post about. Yeah, and I think it's, like, I work, I work a lot with Tourette's charities now mm -hmm. and, like, I support a lot of parents of children with Tourette's. Because there's not like a real role model for kids with Tourette's. Like I was told by a neurologist, for example, like here's a list of the benefits you can claim. Don't start your own business. It's too stressful. Do wow. this. And I think if you're, say a neurologist is in a position of power mm -hmm. and they're telling someone a lot younger than me and a lot more mm -hmm. impressionable than me that you're never going to be able to do anything but claim what's on this list. Who are they going to listen to? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's about like changing that whole thing. And I think... Like, I, I, I know Tourette's is like the punchline in movies. And to be fair, I'm not really that mad about it because mm -hmm. there is a funny side to it. And I think I would rather it highlight the funny side of it than just not at all. Than erase it. Yeah, then I'm, I, I'm, but I'm happy to also fill in that gap of the reality of what, mm -hmm. fuck off what it's like. Mm -hmm. Love that. Where can people find you? Um, LinkedIn. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we've just actually started to plan out our new Manton Executive Instagram. Love that. So we'll be sharing more of like Tourette's content on there. And I have Amazing. also just started um, a TikTok page that I will be using more called TikTok. <sighs> Pardon that pun. What a good name. What a good name. <laughs> I was actually going to ask, are you on TikTok? Because there's an opportunity there branding wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it covered in the pipeline amazing um and business wise if people want to work with you what can you offer them so any virtual personal assistance there's a range of things covered we basically say if you can do it on a laptop we can do it for you um sounds handy yeah so visit the <laughs> website submit amazing submit the form job done and final question because i ask every guest who comes on the podcast mm -hmm. if <sighs> Not if. Um, the question goes, Ooh, what Piss is off. an opinion, belief, view that you hold that could potentially get you cancelled? Oh, 
So I don't know about cancelled for the masses, but there's definitely people I know that are guilty of this. I do not think, and I think more people should be called out for it, selling a service they are not good at. Like, don't tell me you can take over my Instagram, get me leads, followers and things when you've got 200 followers yourself. Same goes with LinkedIn. If you're not doing it yourself, don't sell it as a service. Okay. Said what I said. <laughs> you said what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Some people are listening to this thinking, oh shit. I, I, I'm thinking, oh shit, is, is, is that my service? Is, is he out in me? <laughs> but no, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to Rebels podcast with me, Shweb Ahmed. If you've been watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you've been listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then please give us a five-star rating and a follow. The more successful this podcast gets, the bigger and better guests we can have on in the future. Thank you.